I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but if you could make it run on the screen like the intro to Star Wars, that would, that would be, be amazing. Better. Welcome to another exciting episode of Ride the Rebellion Podcast. I am Drew Hall, your host, and with me today is the world famous, not really, but, I mean, you're slowly getting there. Yeah. I was going to talk about Chase. One county at a time. He was talking about me, stupid. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, is the king of the South Alabama turned down the C-suite owner and owner, C-suite chairman and owner of Dale Boyd Sports Management, Dale Boyd. The crowd goes wild. Here we are. You wish they were wild. Yeah, I know. The crowd is wild if they knew who I am. <laughs> if they knew, only knew who you were. Um, unfortunately, this podcast is not sponsored by... What's your sponsor? Uh, Cahaba Bruin. Yeah, sorry. We're drinking Yellowhammer and Arrivals. I should have brought some. That's my fault. Eric would have gave me some. That's all right. But this, uh, <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by any beer, but it is sponsored by a bunch of different sponsors. Do yeah. we want to do the sponsor roll? Let's just roll them. Okay. We got Run and Try. Yes. Dirt Coaster Academy. Yes. Man of War Tattoo. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but if you could make it run on the screen like the intro to Star Wars, that would, that would be, be amazing. Better. There it is. That would be fantastic. Yeah, with the music and like it running down the middle yeah. of the screen, that would be amazing. Well, we might try it. Well, you guys are the professionals, though. Is that so all? Just take I'll, work it. I'll work it in. Yeah. Who knows? That's all of them, I think. Yeah, that's all the sponsors. So we're not going to waste Chase time because we have a special guest, obviously, who drove all the way down here just for this podcast, not because his wife wanted to visit family. No, not at all. <laughs> they won't listen to this. I can talk trash. <laughs> you never know, man. We found out there's like all kinds of wacky people listening. Like There's there's randos that listen to this podcast. It's even randos. It's super weird. When Maybe they... potential sponsors. Were your numbers any higher on that storyteller thing? Because I shared that to everybody. I thought it was they hilarious. were. Yeah, I couldn't get yep. anybody to give me an honest answer Neither. on how you portrayed me because everybody be like, I think it was fair, and I'm like, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't think it was fair. I think it was hilarious. Yeah, in the beginning it was very complimentary, and then it got kind of sadistic toward the end, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. how did they portray me? And they're like, fair, fair. <laughs> I think, in fairness, I, that's me. I feel like that's kind of the journey of getting to know you a little bit is like, I think at first you're very cordial. You're not going to bust my balls right out of the gate. Sometimes I do. I'm very but like so, within I'm 30 seconds. Social. You will. But for that first 30 seconds, you're very, no, yeah. he's like, yeah, a, I was very cordial for 30 seconds. 
He's like one of those alcohol drinks that you just like sip on for a little while, and then it's going right. down so smooth, and, and all of a sudden you naked. can't walk. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. naked. <laughs> you're naked in the bushes. We're going streaking. That's exactly right. Uh, so part of uh, the excitement we have Chase on is obviously we walked all of his trails. Um, we were too scared or too – I don't know what it was. We just couldn't handle it. So they're above our pay grade. But the exciting thing about having you on here is being able to talk about – that talking about bump talking about the history of things but i think what also is interesting is how far i didn't know about the feature scenario is that can we talk about that yeah i mean we can like we i'm just saying like the progression that's happened up there yeah like it isn't about like pat you on the back you're the king of the world maybe you are it's not me like i have i have a functional team like will will's Will's and Will and Reagan are with me on everything. Like if if Storyteller hadn't a sponsored Storyteller Trail, it would be named Three Amigos. Like I was leaning hard into that because me and Will and Reagan do everything together. Right. And then like we've got several new board members that weren't on the board then, but they're all very functional and they have skill sets I don't have, and they balance me out and keep me from cussing out people that I shouldn't. Which, if you have not yet spent time or had a chance to meet Chase, um, I would think that a good word is vol. You're we were talking about Tannerite. I kind of feel like you're Tannerite, <laughs> like because like you come in slow, yeah. you come in slow, and it's good. That'll right? be my Strava profile name next. It'll be Tannerite. <laughs> Tannerite. That's perfect. And then if you come in hot, if you come in fast, and you come in hot, you might explode. Yeah, that's fair. I, I might have a bit of a temper at times. But the funny thing is, though, that we've seen progression. So what I, what I thought was interesting was one of the things you mentioned was that there was stuff at, obviously, Oak Mountain's been around. I don't know how long it's been around as a trail system. I mean, we've been building those trails out there since the 90s. Um, okay. This bump and grind is our 29th. So we've been around that long. I looked at, like, I, don't, I can't find any deep information on the beginning of the club, but I know we've been around at least 30 years. I've got our, like, our official um 501c3 stuff from like the early 2000s but we were well well around before that um so you'd have to find somebody older than me i've only been in this for i've been riding for 10 years or so right and probably involved for the last six or seven but before that i'm really kind of ignorant to what was going on there's a jakey poo knows because he he actually lived in birmingham back when it was it was, i think thunder and lightning were there but or jekyll what's older what's older? jekyll's older like Thunder's probably Thunder's been put in since I was since okay, I was so riding. Okay, it's, it's Jekyll then. Yeah. So like Jekyll and, and Blood Rock's that old. Yeah. Okay. So he was up there during that time, and he always tells these stories. It was like a few. There's like a bunch of XC guys. This isn't a knock on anybody, obviously. He, yeah, XC guys suck. Yeah, we can make fun of them. I don't like them either. Okay, there we go. But <laughs> per- Perry was talking about you know Perry from the Silicaga Club. Yeah. He was talking about when when he started, they were just riding Red Road, and then like those little ski jumps going down the hill on Red Road. I didn't take you guys down it because it's not fun. Um, at least compared to what we have now. Could we have walked it though? Oh yeah, you could have walked it easy. <laughs> Well, I fell down walking. So I mean, you guys probably could have rode up it. (laughs) It's a fire road, man. But there are like there's some um, grade reversals for water, and you can kind of ski jump them. And and that was that was the height of fun back when tires were 1.9 inches wide, and all the brakes were V brakes, and and all the old XC guys talk about about how how hard they were back then. That had to be so clunker days, eh? Clunker. Yeah, that had to be so scary though. Yeah, like bombing down with those curved forks, like. I just I can't know, like you can take my suspension away, but if you take my dropper, I'm going to quit. Like if my dropper breaks on a ride, yeah. I'm going home. 
I don't even know how, like we see it all the time, like people come out with the rep. I don't understand how people ride without a dropper at this point, uh, especially like any sort of, I mean, having walked a lot of yours uh, and ridden some too, but like it's impossible. I don't know how anybody does it. It's impossible mm. to me. How do they keep their seat or keep themselves glued? I, I don't really get it. I use it so much cornering. Just yeah, like here. even like when I, my first dropper came on a bike, I didn't use it for like six months. It was just on there. And uh, like after I started figuring out that you could drop it half an inch and corner harder, I started wearing that thing out. Yeah. And now like it's the one piece of equipment I can't do without. Yeah, I'm the same boat. When you guys when you when you guys started building, uh, so when, when the trails were there prior to your involvement or whenever that might be, but there was like there was a surge that changed. Like Oak Mountain went through somewhat of a. I don't want to say revolution, but a revitalization or it got gentrified. It was kind of like a coup. Okay. Well, there's that too. There was a coup then. Yeah. My buddy Carl, like, um, he got to be trail boss because he was kind of known as like a rogue trail builder. Like he would go off and, and build these trails on this one private piece of property that was like old land. And, and it was super cool what he would build. And he kind of got a reputation for that. And they got him to come on and be like on the board and be in front of people, which is completely contrary to his normal personality. Um, so he came on and once he got involved, like I was there just on a random work day, I was kind of here and there about showing up at the time and I met him. And at that time I was mostly just known for trolling people on the bump page and which is really funny. Um, he's but like the Donald Trump of the bump. Like the first time I met Carl, he's like, hey, I read some of your commentary on Facebook. You're an asshole. And I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> so like me and Carl, we got to be real tight after that. And like I started going to all the work days and getting more and more of my friends involved. And like I, I drug some people into it. And I like I, I've met all my friends through it. You know, all the yeah. people, all these people go on Facebook and they're like, I need a group of friends to ride with. And I can go in my phone and pull up 150 people that ride in the Birmingham area and call any of them and ride any day. Um, and they're all great people. And I've met them all through Workday. Like, that's where all my best friends came from. But we kind of just started, like, getting together and it'd be our thing. You know, once a month we'd go out there and build a little side feature here and there. Uh, and it just kind of grew from that. I mean, it grew exponentially, though, because, I mean, it's like a – I mean, y- you guys are building world-class trails now. You're getting support on trails. And you have, obviously, Storytellers, one of them, but the the Foxtail – is that the technical – Trail uh, – Tails is the name Tails. of the trail, yeah. So then you have Tails, and, and that's like a – you know, you've got that's an endorsement trail. Right, yeah. you've got an endorsed trail. Like, we don't – I don't think people thought of Oak Mountain in that light. It, even, like – I didn't hear people talking about it in the past, like when I was riding 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, people talked about it, but it wasn't to that to that level. Yeah, I mean, we've had, like, Thunder, Lightning was revolutionary when it was put in, um, and it, it hurt a lot of people from what I understand. I think for a period of time, they actually just kept a ranger parked up there at the top of the hill because there weren't any downhill flow trails around. Um, but it just kind of degraded over time because that stuff needs professional management. And, and, like, what would irk me is, like, 
somebody would want to ride on a day that it was wet and they're like, what trail can I ride? And, and everybody would say, you can ride lightning just because there's no mud. Like it drains well, but you still mess it up when you ride it wet. Right. So it got degraded a lot over time. And like Carl focused a lot on it when he got on the board, like tuning it up. Uh, Will and Barry Smith tuned it up a lot a few years back, not Barry Smith, Barry Nobles. Um, and then this year we hired Barry Smith trail building to get in there and, and just resurface it top to bottom. And I can't wait to get you guys back out there. Yeah. That's what's happening now, right? Yeah. We're, we're trying to finish it up now. We've got one berm that just will not dry out. Uh, and it kind of mud slid there in the middle of it a little bit. And so we've got it all blocked off. We've got the trail closed, but I went and piled like limbs and stuff all over it just in case somebody poaches it. Um, so they won't hit that one super soft spot, but yeah, once it's done, it's, it's going to be completely different. It's, it's bigger, it's better, it's faster. We got rid of that climb in the middle of it. Um, we've come a long way. Yeah. It seems like a lot of development from that sort of space. Did you now let's go back even a little bit further. You said you've been riding for 10 years. Is that accurate? Roughly. Um, I judge time in vehicles. And I used to trade vehicles more often, but my wife won't let me do it anymore. So I can't, I can't really pinpoint a time, but it was three trucks ago. <laughs> three trucks ago. Yeah. Um, so, but so then what was the, cause I mean, that's relatively young in the mountain bike world. I mean, a lot of guys have been riding, a lot of guys I ride with now, or there's a couple of them that are like 10 or 15, 20 years. Yeah. Those are I'm sure some, there's some guys that, yeah, <laughs> they've just been riding forever. They never gave it up. Yeah. Um, when you. What what drew you to it? Like, what was the thing that, that pulled you into? I live next door to Oak Mountain. Like, I live a few miles from South Trailhead, and my wife went back to get her master's at UAB, so I didn't have shit to do. Like, I was just bored. And my buddy gave me a mountain bike. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. That like, I, just... I mentioned to him I was thinking about buying something, and he's like, well, I've got this old giant. And it was uh, like a 2001 giant. It was specced out in 2001. It was XT everything, a SID fork and all that still weighed like 35 pounds but uh like i started out on playing around on that and kind of just grew into it i guess it's the only hobby i've kept on to for very long yeah that's the same we talk about that a good bit do you think part of it you said you got a lot of friends from do you think that part of the reason why it stuck with you is like you know hunting you're gonna have buddies or whatever Mm -hmm. um but hunting is a seasonal lifestyle and it's individualized too like you can't go Sit next to your buddies and hunt. You're not. You I mean, can. You can, but, but you're not. Buddy, did you see that one? Yeah. 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 yeah you're not. Shut gonna, up. You're going to yeah. drink more beer than you're going to shoot things. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed. But do you feel like that that that's part of it? Is like that the lifestyle element of that comes into play to somewhat of like maybe like I had before I moved to Birmingham. I kind of fooled with boxing and stuff. But I like once I moved down here, like I didn't have a facility to do it, and I didn't want to pay a lot of money to do it. So I just kind of backed off on on that and and became a couch potato for a while. And then when she started going back for her master's, like I said, I was bored. So I got into it and it, it was very solo for me in the beginning. I rode by myself and I still like to ride by myself. But, uh, once I started getting in shape, I thought I was fast. And I jumped in with a ride with my neighbor. Who's like 30 years older than me. And some of his friends who are also 30 years older than me. And we did the 20 mile loop and I got my, ass beat like i was trying to drop out like two and a half three miles in <laughs> right I'm like y'all right. go on yeah uh and i thought i was fast which is funny at the time or it's funny now but you know 
I don't I don't know why I've hung on to it. I, I enjoy it though. Like it's it's the way I can go. I can go in the woods and like, I like to. My favorite thing is to go down quarry as fast as I can go and try not to clip a tree because at that time there's nothing in my head other than not clipping this tree. Right. Um, like everything goes away except for like not killing myself. Right. Yeah, we talked about that Don't, a good bit. So like we Drew and I were talking about this this morning on the phone, but like you are you probably or you definitely share our level of passion for mountain biking and i think that some people don't understand that when we're mad about somebody poaching a trailer we're mad about somebody not showing up for work day it's because we don't feel like they match our passion right like they don't get it so yeah i think that's probably yeah it's the frustrating thing we we go through it a lot like we yeah i mean we've the number one excuse I see for people not coming to work day is like, oh, I only got one day a week that I can ride in the winter. And like all my friends are the same way, but I mean, we still go out there and work because if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, we're all close now. Like these are like the guys that kind of started the trail crew under Carl Peters. Like we, we're all still very tight. We've got, a uh, chain text message that's been running for like four years and I can't show you any of it and I can't read any of it on the, <laughs> on this microphone. It's, it's the best kind. Yeah, it's just hilarious, just idiotic stuff of us going back and forth. Like my wife will pick my phone up and like, put that down. <laughs> right. And, and she's like, what do you got on here? And I'm like, I have no idea what's going to come through in text, so just don't touch my phone. Right. Um, because it could be anything from this, these idiots. But like we're we're all very close and – um, I don't, I don't, I don't get why people don't help out. Like it's, it is frustrating to me and the people who complain are never the people who help. Oh, well, that's um, always the case. I mean, we run into that. We we're having a boom at the moment in our own sort of space, just because there's, there's a lot of new blood. There's a lot of energy right now. So people are, you know, we, we call them different things, but like these trails, they're, they're working on them. They're starter trails and yeah. they're working on them, but Hey, I'll take that all day. And then. That that once somebody builds at least one trail or works on the trail to that level, mm-hmm. they understand real quick why we like to keep them clean, and why keep stuff out of the way because it starts to make a difference. Especially, especially if they built it solo, which yeah. is what's happened to a lot of stuff. Do you find that like when when it comes because one of the challenges that that I think is interesting in your case is you have to represent the entire group of of riders, and you guys have a lot more members than even our local samba group. You guys are. Yeah, I don't. I don't like being the public face of things because uh, I have a short fuse and I curse a lot. So, uh, it's it's actually that's uh, that's from my that's from my passion is profanity and sarcasm. Right. Um, so I don't I don't really like trying to be the public face of it, but I wanted it I wanted it done a certain way, and I thought it needed to be done a certain way. And I, I tried to get Jeff to keep his position um, instead of rolling off the board and he was done with it and I understand why because like it's it'll burn you out fast and I'm going to stay in it for a little bit like I just got reelected, but I don't know if I'll run again just because it's so much like it's it's so much work to keep it going at the level that it should be done um and it's an unpaid position and it's a thankless position and like Will and I and a few others have put like so much time into this tune up on lightning and we paid for it to be built, but just running the plate compactor over it and going in and packing the berms and trying to get it finished and working to get it open. We've put so much work into that. And if you've never run a plate compactor, it's terrible. Right. 
especially if you're trying to run it up a berm. <laughs> but like this, it's awful work. And then like last Saturday, some somebody went down there and took down the chain with the clothes sign on it and just started letting people make laps. And that's just so disrespectful and like infuriating that we put so much work into it. And these people who haven't invested any, any of their time and are unwilling to invest their time really will, will go out there and do that and tear up things that you spent so much time trying to fix. And that, that's what runs people out. I think like if you, if you're passionate about it enough to care and to do all this stuff, then that flies all over you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, that's what we talk about the, the passion side of things. There's nothing. There, anytime a hobby transitions over into a leadership position, or, or you try and find land and build a private bike park, <laughs> whatever it is, there's going to be there, there's a level of passion that exists there that that arguably could probably exist in more productive spaces. But there's something important about it too. I'm just saying that that's a that's it's a tremendous amount of unpaid, unsolicited, just just doing it i think yeah, that well, people are so entitled and they're fucking assholes like just respect what is going on around you like you're not entitled to anything stop acting like you're entitled to it well there's like that's the most blunt way to do it there's such a fine line between passion and crazy too that yeah. they don't understand how close they are to me going crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that's fair enough. I mean, I, it, I can I, I can't fathom it because we have thirty people. Right. Uh, so you're a you're a seven X to us, right? Or eight X. I think we've got like three hundred eighty members, which in, in itself is sad because you know with all the riders up there, I would guess that the people who ride regularly, maybe half of them care enough to become members. Right. And then of of those half, ten percent are regular volunteers. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that, if I think about it too much, that bugs me a bit too. And, you know, I'd like to grow our numbers. Not because, like we get money out of membership, but it's not, you know, it's not going to make us rich. Like, I just want to see some support for the work we're putting in. No, I totally get it. I mean, I think that's, I think that's across we the board. The same thing. Yeah. yeah. We battle with Samba. It's the same battle. I mean, it's everywhere regionally. Luckily for you guys, you have a selling point of like, Hey, join bump support. Awesome. Local trails. We're like, Hey, join Samba and help us. You can come over to South Alabama <laughs> and ride this Rudy flat stuff. <laughs> come, ju- come race with us on Friday nights. Yeah. But if it fun. wasn't there, what would you do? Like, I mean, we you, did build, you guys build have a place. your thing, but prior to that, like if you, like talking to Marcus over in uh, Aniston a little bit out of Neba, he was telling me that, you know, before Bump, there wasn't any clubs. Right. So, you know, Bump was formed and, you know, we started working with Oak Mountain and we started developing trails there. I say we, it was them. It was the, the guys that were way before me. But prior to that, I mean, there was nothing. And if they hadn't have done that, where would mountain biking in the state be? Oh no, it's oh, huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a little shocked that that, and I think you're on the way to, to to doing this. I'm a little shocked that I haven't heard more public chatter or a, a, a larger regional chatter about um, Oak Mountain. I feel like a lot of times that, that just being candid, the stuff that comes down the pipeline is you hear about Chattanooga, and I hear about uh, what is their Mountain Tesla's Revenge. What is the name of that? Raccoon Mountain. Yeah, and I hear I all I hear about mostly is Wind Rock. What about Rod Beham? You heard anything about that? I, occasionally. <laughs> but I think some of that has nothing to do with that's because it's new. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. 
but but even then, it's not that Oak Mountain had a bad reputation. It's, it's just that I don't think people know enough to say, and, and that's not an insult to anybody. Please understand. It's just a matter of like, if the the way the what thing I've learned about this entire mountain bike thing, having come back to it, walked away and come back, is that like a people are super cheap, mm-hmm. which would be my argument for why I would go to Oak Mountain. This isn't a slam on Ride Beham, but if you're super cheap, like 99% of mountain bikers are. It's way cheaper to go to Oak Mountain than it is to ride Beeham. Yeah, you can yeah. even join the you can jump bump for the price you pay one day. There you go. So That's there's fair. that, but I, I just think like in general, it's a matter of like getting people to understand or the old guard or the reputation that might be there to get them to understand that this does exist, and which is what's happening with the new trails, right? Which I think is then going to draw younger blood into the space, and once we have more younger blood, it's just going to keep going up and up for you guys. You'll see more and more chatter about it. I also I, I also think up. that and to your point that. Oak Mountain ha- has a weird reputation because it's hard. Like yeah. it's not an easy place to just go. Like there, there are easy trails there, but it's not like for the most part, the fun trails are difficult trails and they're hard to ride. It's like a, a great, I always use golf examples because it's the most relevant, but a great golf course that people don't go to that's hard is because it's too hard, right? Like people like these courses that are so easy. They can just go play and it's not stressful. I like um, the cheap ones. Yeah, yeah, the cheap ones are not hard. Usually down. (laughs) The cheap ones are not hard because they're ugly. Yeah, so that brown grass club, baby. Oak Mountain was was really a cross country system for a long time, uh, and it took kind of a mentality change uh, to get them to see the benefits to to developing it other ways. I think, but like I said, lightning lightning was put in first, and I think Shelby County paid for that one. Um, and it was completely different than anything else. It was the only directional trail in the system. And then they put Thunder in, and uh, Shelby County, I don't think they paid for that one. I think they wrote an RTP grant for that one. Hmm. Uh, It's on the sign up there. I can't remember. But I think they either paid for it or they got a grant for it. So they cut in Thunder. And Storyteller was originally supposed to be built then, but it was not supposed to be exactly what it is now. And at the time, they didn't build it because it was going to be hard, and they didn't think that very many people would be able to ride it. But now with the progression of the sport and the progression of bikes, like it's a big hit. And actually completing that trail is why I got on the board. Like we had heard about it and we had talked about it for years, but I wanted to try to push that across the goal line. So I got with Will and Reagan. We flagged it out. We wrote up the proposal, and we – we're t- pushing to get it to approve, approved, but then the World Games thing was around, and they had some events at Oak Mountain, and they didn't want the map to change. But then all of a sudden, they were like, okay, you can do it. And they gave us permission to do it in, like, early July. So we hand-cut the whole thing, like, over six or eight weekends in July and August. It was that sounds terrible. It was miserable. It's almost as miserable it was for us to go down it. <laughs> yeah. You mean walk down it. You walked down it. You rode some of it. Yeah, I rode so, some of it. Yeah, yeah. You guys let it get in your head early. Like I think, I think we need to get you back out there. You need to come for the baby shower ride. We'll get you back on Boulder and get you in the right headspace. Maybe so. Like I said, I think I think part of it for me is just that I need more time. I mean, you you this isn't a segue to talk about what it is, but you've ridden what we have now, mm-hmm. and like you know, we jokingly laugh at the rock garden, right? And I mm-hmm. told you that's, but that's like that's what we have to do to have anything to even give you an inkling of how to prepare for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so vastly different, just mm-hmm. that four hour drive that for us, 
there's a lot of skills that just don't get built unless we're up there. So I think that's part of it. That's not a defense mechanism, by the way. You're correct. It did get in our heads. But I think that's part of the challenge. We may have the ability per someone who rides there and sees it, but it but when you're facing it, you're like, ah, I ain't, yeah. no, we have never seen this. What am I supposed this is what is this hard? I, round I almost thing? felt like when you were telling the story about going to Moab earlier or something. Yeah. I was like, that's what I feel like when I'm at Oak Mountain though, because it's like I'm far from home. I'm uncomfortable. Like I just don't want to get busted up and yeah, it's just, well, I, there's a bunch of excuses I put in my pocket, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to carry these down when I'm walking. With yeah, I've choice. been to urgent <laughs> care on vacation. It's not fun. But <laughs> the, um, like, once, once you let it get in your mind, like, I have the same issue, and I don't like jumping. It's not something I'm good at. It doesn't come natural to me. Drops don't bother me at all, but I don't like jumping. And the first time I went to ride Beham, like, we fiddled around with something, and I let this one thing get in my head, and it just kind of messed me up the rest of the day because it puts you in the wrong headspace. But I think we can get you through there. Yeah. I definitely got uh, messed up in my own head. I, I blamed my shoes. I, th- I can't remember everything. I had, I yeah, had you were great... complaining about a lot of things. Yeah, I think I was, you need some patches. Lot. Like, these Jeep guys always give patches out if you make it through a trail. We need yeah. some, like, storyteller yeah. patches. Like you made it. Yeah. Like, speaking of merch, <laughs> yeah. D- D- Dale was on the wrong bike and it messed you all up, <laughs> yeah, and your shoes were wrong. It was, yeah, it got you. It got you wrong early, but I think I think we can get you through it. But Boulder's fun, but there's like it's it's a lot of optional stuff. And to be fair about storyteller, that's the hardest thing you're going to find this side of Winrock, right? Uh, and we, we we were looking, we were shooting for baby Winrock when we built it. Yeah, I mean it's gnarly. There's no doubt that if. So if that's baby Winrock, I mean, in my brain, it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, again, the camera cameras don't do no, trails no. justice. So if that's baby Winrock, and then you think about what like the UCI guys are doing and gals are doing, that's like some legit beast mode shit that my brain can't comprehend, right? Yeah. If it looks steep on video, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. just one of those gnarly things. Do you find that like, do you find that like, because uh, you guys don't just have we're talking about Oak Mountain because that's kind of the that's kind of the the big shining star. But you guys have other. I mean, it's not just Oak Mountain that you're responsible for now. Like, don't you guys have no, other stuff? No, we we maintain Tannehill too. Like all that stuff was built by Bump back in the day. Um, it's a it's kind of like that stuff at Cobb River Park you rode before. It's really flowy. Yeah. Um, it's all machine built. Um, it's a pretty good time, but it's it's very cross country oriented, and we're looking at expanding that. They've got about a thousand more acres. And we've got another 12 miles of flagged out there. And I'm just, I'm shooting for changing it. Like, just add some some different flavor. Um, I, I flag for, for downhill fun. And then there's, for some reason, there's like this ridge that's just rocks from one end to the other. And uh-huh. I flagged out a line on it. And we'll probably have to rock bar a bunch of boulders around and, and try to connect them up and link them into to like a technical boulder type trail. It's, it won't be any like big boulder features, but... It'll be a lot of punchy rock stuff if we can get it approved. We so, still have to go through yeah, archaeological approval and a forever wild approval, and then, and then I got to get enough volunteers to go out there and hand cut and rake and ride roughly twelve miles of trail. And part of it's going to be machine built, just because it'll be such a steep side slope that it won't be tenable with a rogue hoe. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like try to tell people how hard it is. You you can't do what we're doing. Like you can't just go and no. like, Hey, I, Drew, I put the flags on the right. Make sure you cut yeah. everything to the left. Like yeah. it, you just can't do that. Tell them like, tell the people how hard it is to get a trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have to play to the landowners yeah. really like, right. cause, cause every landowner is different. Tannehill is a historical uh, site. So 
anything we do there, an archaeologist has to approve beforehand mm-hmm. because that's it's a historical facility. And then Oak Mountain, uh, we're dealing with uh, the naturalists because they're they're there for land preservation. So you have to, you know, they're maybe maybe they don't mind if you build a big ass jump, mm-hmm. but you got to keep an eye on your goals and their goals. Um, yeah. So I mean, Shelby County, we work with them. Their goal is, you know, tourism. So they like we build. They want they want us to have cool stuff like for the community, but they want the tourism to pay for the cool stuff right. heads for and our heads community. Matters. Yeah, that's that's what they want to know. Mm-hmm. So when they want to come in and sponsor bumping ground, they want to know how many people I'm bringing to North Shelby County and where they're staying and where they're eating and how long they're there and how many people they brought with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there again, like I said, they're, they have one island bike and they, they understand the draw of it, the benefits, the community, the health benefits, the tourism benefits, but they want that cool stuff for us, but they want to finance it with tourism dollars. Right. So you got to keep an eye on that. Um, when you're dealing with federal grants, everything gets complicated. Yeah, you do uh, a ton with grant stuff, right? Like, yeah, I mean these Fox stuff. I'm I'm supposed to talk with Santa Cruz soon, but like the Fox stuff paid for the resurfacing or most of the resurfacing on Lightning and most of Tails. Shelby County kicked up some for both of them. Um, they're an incredible help, uh, mm-hmm. and the county manager I talk with him pretty regularly gives me a lot of advice and how to deal with things and when I'm messing up. He's been invaluable as a supporter, mm-hmm. but like the federal grants, I had the longest conversation with this lady about possible Indian artifacts. It was the weirdest conversation I've ever had. It was <laughs> like an episode of Parks and Rec. Um, <laughs> so like when you get into federal stuff, you start dealing with that stuff. And like our grant application for the skills park was 80 pages long. Oh, um, and it was, like letters to the um, Army Corps engineers and support letters, and then, ec- or uh, what do you call it, the ecological impact data, and and just tons of stuff, stuff that I had no idea how to do. So like we wrote part of it. We wrote the easy part. The county, their grant writer came in and helped us out with like the the letters and the approvals and stuff through stuff that we would have like the army corps engineers have no idea how to do that yeah so they were they were really helpful in that but like when you get into federal stuff it gets it gets nuts and i can't imagine trying to like deal with federal forestry yeah we're both lucky in that regard where we don't have any forest service land that we like we've been the chase and i met at a sorba convention so We've been there, and they all talk about Forest Service stuff and how difficult it is to do anything on that land. Yeah, I may have to start diving into it because that COGS group came on as a bump subchapter. Oh, yeah. And, like, I've started kind of talking to Perry and Billy a little bit about, you know, you can ride the Penhody in Georgia, but you can't ride it in Alabama. Really? And That's Yeah, crazy. and that trail system's right over there next to Skyway. So if they could adopt that, it would bring so much more money, so many more yeah. riders, and like such an Im- so the, that's the TNGA race, right? Is that what they ride the Penhody? Yeah, I think so. Because then they could take it all the way across. Yeah, I mean, even that stuff I was talking about in Mulberry—that's part of the Penhody. Yeah, like P three, P two, and P one. That's Penhody. Yeah, that would be really rad. Yeah, so like I may 
You gotta, I may have to start delving into it a little bit. Got to get XC Joe on board. Yeah, XC Joe with the, <laughs> the case pad. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, and I will gladly cut it. There's another Ford down there. Is that your wife? No. I'm in the Tacoma. Or maybe it's a Tacoma. There's another vehicle down Is there. it gray? Yeah. It's TRD. I see it. Yeah, that's mine. Does she want? I mean, she's welcome to come. She should probably, like, are you going to leave her sitting outside? No, that's what I was saying. If she'd like to come in. Um, is the door locked? No. <laughs> we can cut this part. I think we should leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> riveting. It's riveting podcast material. It's I mean, you listen as Chase texts his wife. Click, 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 click. Yeah, I mean, you guys always have a boring segment in the podcast, so this will just be it. <laughs> Yes, this could be the one. Do you uh, so so when you when you go ride other places? Do you find like we came up because we were looking for inspiration? You did a good job. Like you scared the shit out of us. So that was actually my goal. <laughs> See? I knew it. Yeah, uh, no, but it was it was good inspiration. And it was it came back. I mean, Dale came back and just started murdering trails like crazy. When you go out of town and ride places, because you seem to travel a good bit for riding, is that a fair? As much as my wife will let me. We play the game, right? Yeah, the, like yeah. It's, it's checks and balances. Right. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. It's like I've got to balance. I got to. If we go to X, then I like I negotiated a trip to. My wife wanted to go to Gatlinburg because she grew up going there, and so we're going to Gatlinburg with the kids on spring break. And there's two spots you can get to. One is like a there's a bike park really close to it. There's not a lot in Gatlin at all. No Dollar world. Couple. It's, humps. A, it's a void up there. I just saw that they're uh, they're going to allow them to build some trails in. Um, the Smoky Mountain National Park. They're oh, talking about incredible. putting about eight miles in there. I can't believe that there's nothing. So there's a place like a town next uh, over that's like a bike park. Townsend. Townsend. You, yeah. Park. So it's called, um, what is ben, that called? Be, something with the B maybe? Well, there's Fire Mountain that's in Cherokee. And that's south. Yeah. Right? And then that's on the other side of the National Park. And right. then just in Townsend, there's a trail system. We were talking about going there for our camping trip. But it's like a it's um, like a bike park though. It is. It's like it's like a, you pedal up, but yeah. it, it's bike park. And Shaggy built half of it. He's That's the one what that they built said. Tails. And then they and they brought it up. And I was like, well, I know who built this stuff. Then they interviewed him. He was on camera. Oh yeah, I asked him if he wanted to be on your podcast. He's like, I don't want to fucking talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you go to when you guys go to spots like that, do you find stuff? Do you? I mean, or are you there just to ride? Can you separate your brain? Because me, I can't. When I go. I try, but the, but I'm I'm making little notes in my brain the whole time. Even yeah, if I'm like I shit about stuff. I see things, and and then I see them on like when I'm walking trail, and I'm like, man, this, we could work this out. But then, like, there's a there's a different level of that too, because when when I took Shaggy out there to walk the flag line on uh, tails, like he did some things completely different. Like no, like we had not even considered them, but that guy's an artist, right? Um, but like most of the time, I just try to like zone out and be in the survive, like survive and go fast. Survive and go yeah, fast. Yeah, er everything go away. Survive and go fast. That's what I did when I rode with you guys at Coldwater. Like I had no idea. I, was, I said, I kept asking Kevin. I, he was because you said just stay on Trey's wheel, you'll be fine. I kept asking Kevin. I was like, am I gonna die? Because I had never <laughs> been there. Kevin's like. I don't know, man. He's going pretty fast. <laughs> well, so that's what I like about Goldilocks is you don't have to mess up to get hurt. Man. That's my that favorite trail scary. out there just because Dude, like, it's so, so, so So you're drawn to a theme. You're drawn to the high risk scenario. Not like I don't. I don't mean like big gap jump. but you're, Yeah, you're I don't like that stuff. But I do like if I'm not scaring myself, I'm not having fun. Interesting. Like the Quarry Trail is going to be similar to the stuff at Coldwater. It's very chunky, rocky, and fast. 
And when I'm really on it, like I'll, I'll miss trees with my shoulder and my handlebars, but my camelback will touch the tree right. and I don't know how it's possible, but that's how I know when I'm like completely in the zone and, and just gone. We are not the same. Cause I always say it's when my love handle brushes the tree. That's <laughs> my camelback sticks out further than my love handle. <laughs> Mine's present time of year depends on what's sticking out further <laughs> right. one way or the other. It's it's a winter coat, summer coat. That's year. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess uh, uh, for me, I, I hit. There's there's things I have to overcome in my own writing, which is uh, I'm a business owner. I provi- I'm basically the unfortunately in the business part. It's not being the owner is the problem. I'm the chief provider, not for my family, but for five other families. Right. And so it gets. That's what gets in my head more than anything. Yeah. And so I can't turn that off. I can zone out, but there's only so far I can go before I'm like. Yeah, I really shouldn't do this today because if I break my arm and, and then all the create, so that's my game. That's why I find it interesting on your side of it that you have this level of kind of being able to dive in. Yeah, my wife it. makes so much more money than me that it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I get it. That's me good. too. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm a burden anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so if I'm needing another surgery, and I've got that punch card at Andrews Sports Medicine that comes in handy. Yeah, it's every fifth you get one free. It's one yeah. of those kind of deals. And I'm, I'm almost up to a free surgery. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if somebody really was at that point where they're like, "Hey, good," and they they literally know you so well by first name, and it's not from looking at a chart. They're just like, "Oh, he's back. Good to see you." Yeah, my son needed another uh, year of college. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. The um, that was that's kind of like I had a couple of sinus surgeries last year, and um. It's kind of funny you said that because, like, they said, come back if it starts bleeding a lot. And I was like, what's a lot? And they're like, well, you got this gauze thing here. And if you, if you start having to replace it frequently, like, you should come back. Right. And, like, I had soaked, like, six hand towels. My wife's driving me up in the parking lot. And I get out in the building. They didn't even ask me what my name was. There's blood all in my beard. And it's running down my shirt. They're like, Mr. Draper, come on back. <laughs> Good God. But yeah, I, I haven't got there with Andrews yet, but I do like I do know um, the guy who runs the clinic, and and he's used to me. Like, if I don't want to wait in line at the hospital to get my stitches taken out, he's just like, "Come here." Yeah, right. <laughs> just does it. Come around the corner, snips. Yeah, nuts. he's like, "I got a guy that needs practice doing that anyway. Just come in here and get these stitches out." Did you? Uh, did, you you had a shoulder injury? Several. Uh, I actually I separated one at. Um, not USA, the other one. What's the other one down Chicks here? Chickasabog. Yeah, I separated a shoulder at Chickasabog, oh, no, which is I'm weird. Because now it's uh, closed. I hit a giant pine cone, and it put me into a tree with my left shoulder. And uh, I also uh, I clipped a aspen tree on um, man, that, that big epic trail in Park City. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a, it's just like the whole enchilada, but it's in Park City, and it runs yeah. all the way down the Wasatch Crest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I clipped an aspen with my right shoulder. Missed it with the handlebars, dead on top of this shoulder. And uh, and then I got to go to the urgent care there. In How Park do you get City. out of that situation though? Because you're up, I imagine you're up the hill a good ways if you're in Aspen area. Yeah, I, we actually shuttled and I drove like I pedaled back to my buddy's truck who was at the top, and I had to get some strangers to load my bike because he had this like twenty five hundred bro dozer, and I couldn't pick the bike up. Holy so I had to get somebody snaps. to load the bike, and it turns out they were. Um, Physical, both of them were physical therapists. Well, that no, yeah. Lucky. So they they rigged me up a sling out of my belt, and uh, and I I drove down right. the mountain. Sir, take your belt off. 
Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not into this, but yeah. I mean, I'm in pain, so yeah, let's I'll do try it. anything once. Let's go. <laughs> Straight MacGyver. <laughs> whatever <on> helps. <laughs> if whatever you think helps. it'll help, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, so, um, like, they, they loaded me up. They're like, if you start passing out, you should probably stop. But I drove back down the mountain and uh, went to the gas station and just bought, like, one of those, like, 64 ounce cups full of ice and asked for a garbage bag and just sat in the parking lot, ice in my shoulder until the guys finished their ride. Holy shiitake. So then, so so you, that which which is the one you had to have the the didn't you have a more recent surgery though? No, the surgeries were on my hip. Oh, your hip. Yeah. Is that I, just normal wear and tear situation? He's seventy five yeah, years old. Dude. Yeah, That's I thought I was I thought I was inflexible my whole life, but it turns out my hip joint wasn't saved or shaped right, yeah. and uh, everything I did to try to make it looser made it more inflamed, and I dealt with it for for a good while, and and then it just got to be a issue. Okay. So they went in and reshaped everything, and. Uh, did the uh what's that snotty stuff in there called labrum uh they sewed up the labrum and reshaped the socket head and the i thought you were just edge. gonna say semen yeah so. the edge. i thought you were gonna say labia yeah this <laughs> is a family show this yeah. family show come on guys i've kept it clean so far what's your fucking problem <laughs> Well, get it together. I mean, we gotta tee it up. I mean, hey, listen, we're we're a year old. Point, we can do what we want. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, <laughs> we're forty five in. We're so toddlers. We're yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we're toddlers now. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. They they went in and reshaped everything and put it back together and knocked me off the bike for a bit, but it works now. Now I can walk without it locking up. Well, I can't. I can walk a ways without it locking up. Are we? My wife and I went to Rocky Mountain National Park and we did a nine and a half mile hike. Uh oh, bro. And um, I can tell you, it ta- it. It takes less than nine and a half miles to chafe the shit out of your gooch. Yeah, boy. And also to mess my hip up. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's... On the way back down, my wife's like, are you feet hurting? And I'm like, I don't even know I have feet. My gooch <laughs> is raw and my hip just won't work. I'm telling you right now, we call it we call it grip butt in the movie industry because, you, you know, you're lifting stuff, you're walking around all day, you're sweaty, you're gross, mm. whatever. And, like, there was all these... We, we all tried different... You, everybody had a different thing. It was Boudreaux's butt paste. It was all, yeah. and and the one that settled uh, after doing it the wrong way is just the yellow gold bond. You can't use the blue gold bond if you put That's the blue foot powder, dude. That'll burn. It hurts like hell <laughs> from personal experience. I'm talking about if you think you felt a burn before, just throw some blue gold bond right on the Ghibli's. Yeah, boom, done. I've got worse stories, but we won't share those on there. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I just think it's interesting of of that. You, it's one of those times where sometimes I I feel like outside of being uh, around these organizations, like you know whether it's Bump or Samba or or Hell, in fairness, Sorba or Imba, a lot of times we forget that, or sometimes it's easy to assume that those guys and gals don't ride the way we ride. Mm-hmm. But what I think is really interesting about your case is that you're one of us and that, that one of us is now in this position. And immediately it's not that like we were right the whole fucking time, <laughs> but it sure does seem like we were right the whole fucking time. Yeah. Well, nobody can believe I made it to this position and I want to nobody. Like I can't, I, I, I am, I'm the moderator of the bump page and I'm also the reason that your comments have to be approved before they post it. <laughs> That's 100% true. Like I got it locked, and now I am the moderator. That's fantastic. So he sends his own messages to himself. Like, should I? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you ever have account. your wife screen anything? Do you let her screen any of your stuff before you do it? Every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, can you read this ahead of time?" Because I'm about to say something gnarly. No, I I try not to. 
bugger with the bike stuff really yeah. um i will is a good sounding board reagan like sometimes i run ideas by reagan um jacob jacob's a lawyer and he's good at keeping me out of jail and <laughs> like you just have to remember with him he's used to getting paid by the word so right. if you want if you want a, a little diatribe from jacob you like hey, cut this down a lot like just take out every fourth word right you got too many words here right um but yeah, like they, I try to, I try to balance things out. But um, I sub out my trolling now. Like that, that's that's the <laughs> that's like to to maintain cool. the public face. He has and, human and burner to, accounts. Yeah, yeah, and to stay right. to stay above the fray. Like that, that's actually the the hardest thing about uh, managing the club for me is I can't troll people. Uh, I can't call them out for um, wearing clip-in shoes because those are for spin class and. Like if you wear like the ski goggle things at Oak Mountain, it's just because you want to look fast. But I can't say that on Facebook anymore <laughs> because that's trolling. And uh, but so, you can say it in this podcast. In this podcast. Yeah, nobody <laughs> listens to this though. I mean, <laughs> well, this right. is the biggest mountain bike podcast in Eastern Mobile County. Um, <laughs> we so are in West Mobile. Eastern Mobile County. Oh shit! I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> we just pulled. I, it when in. did we cross the midline? <laughs> University. Oh, okay, Probably. yeah, I guess we're on we're it. Was. We're technically on the midline right now. Okay, the biggest mountain bike podcast in the mid midline <laughs> of Mobile County. Midline of Mobile County, which no one cares about anyway, because no one even believes everyone down here. It's um, trail biking. It's yeah, it's trail, trail biking. biking. You listen. Right. See? That's <laughs> old Nixon. Yeah, it's all trails. And, and listen, he's not wrong. You'll he's act- literally not wrong. No, when not it's wrong. when we joked about it, we talked about it before. When we're up in your space, that is a mountain. That is mountain biking. You can get deeper. Like there's there's different stages, and I, I think hearing people talk about the Pacific Northwest, it sounds like everything's like storyteller. Yeah. Um, and storyteller is the hardest thing we have, and I have like a constant stream of arguments with people on uh, trail forks who keep trying to change the rating to a double black diamond, and they don't understand. There's no exposure, so there's no double black, but but they think it's the hardest thing they've ever seen, and they just want to argue about it and be right and. I don't care, so I just override it. Overridden. Yeah, I'm a moderator on a lot of stuff now. <laughs> That's what he just wanted. He's like, I got to keep assholes like me in check. It's, yeah, know it's your just enemies. the whiny people. I like the assholes. Like if I would, like I, I after I got the bump page locked, I started a completely different mountain bike page just so I could troll people on it. And. Uh, <laughs> Come over here to my. We're little... not going to post it in the show notes because as soon as we do, it ruins the, his like yeah. special troll. Yeah, page. so I love assholes, but now it's just a constant stream of advertisements for Rod Beham. <laughs> that's true. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's the look. The, the upside of it is it's at least competition in a good way. Maybe I don't know the business side, but well, there's there's somebody else at least putting in stuff. That's which means the culture's changing. That's right. Which is what my 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 tee up was is the thing that we talk about the most. We literally had this conversation today. Is I if you just ask general public or even just early mountain bikers or just even some mountain bikers, hmm. the only thing they care to talk about is. Uh, North Carolina, you get a little DuPont, Pisco, all that kind of stuff, or you get the P&W, you get mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest, and that's it. And then as they get along, you start to hear some people talk about Colorado and Moab and all those places, and they're they're in the list, and I get all that. But the majority of what people seems like they see is those two spaces, yeah. right? Do you think that there's a, a shift? Do you feel like there's a shift maybe where these places like Oak Mountain or Chattanooga or – I mean, Knoxville's been that way for a while, but do you feel like maybe there's other places where people are going to start turning to look to riding that way? Because 
you can't just ride the same shit over and over again and be happy. Yeah, like we have we have the benefit of having good weather for most of the year. So, like as a winter riding destination, I think it actually bothers me that Birmingham's not talked about more. Right. Um, but or like the Birmingham area, but Shelby County is so dedicated in like expanding what we have and they're constantly building trails. They've got Jack, they hired a full-time trail builder that's Jack and they've got him and Preston both working on stuff. Um, Preston, Preston from the Preston's from, I think flow motion. Flow motion. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's working on something at blood rock for me now, but after that he's going down to the university of Montevallo and he's building like a, a UCI type cross country course out there and a dual slalom. Wow. Um, and that's, that's all in Shelby County. Like they're probably funding the projects. If I had to guess, I don't know, but they built double Oak, they built Cobb river park and they're dedicated into turning it into like a legit riding destination. Like it can be, I think it's better than Arkansas now because it's not in Arkansas, but, um, <laughs> Like it, it can be on that scale. Well, I mean, like we they understand fun. that it's only marketing. Let's be honest. Yeah, we had great time. We were there for half of it. We weren't even there for twenty four hours, and we rode and stayed overnight, ate great food, and yeah. rode a different trail the next day and had a blast. So, and that wasn't even that's two of tons of other places we could have ridden. Yeah, I mean, you could have put in a half day at Double Oak, got a good ten twelve miles out yeah. there. The climbs are a little rough, but. Uh, but I mean, if you're in shape, you can knock that out in half a day. Still do Cobber River Park, which you guys liked, and yeah, then there's like Tannehill that you haven't seen. Um, we got a few miles out in Trustful that we helped maintain, um, and then you know the, there's the Rod Beham stuff. Uh, there's there's a lot in the area. Like we can we can string together a hundred miles pretty easy. There's a couple of small systems that I don't even pay attention to. Yeah, the thing that I said, people are like they know I'm friends with you and they're like, well, are they pissed about ride behem? Like, why would they be pissed? It's like, if you're a restaurant, you're not pissed if there's other restaurants, if there's more options for people to go do, they're more apt to do it. So like it brings more people into the sport. It brings more riders. Like they're not only going to ride at ride behem. First of all, it costs money. Second of all, they're going to get bored, right? Like you, you want variety. But from an economic standpoint though, the more you have in an area, the more it drives it up. Exactly. So, so because it, now they might stay two days. Right. So, yeah. Well, like I like it. I like having it there cause it's variety and it keeps people from hounding me about building bigger and bigger stuff. And like I said, when you're dealing with land managers, you have to keep an eye on, on their interest too. And if, if like all you're bringing to the table is liability, why would they say yes? Yeah. Good point. Um, so they, they have their thing over there and it's different than my thing. And, and like, uh, jumping, like I said, I'm not good at it. It's not, it's not something I'm super into and I don't like wide trails. Like I, I enjoy cold water occasionally, but all those trails are too wide. Um, like I, I like narrow and tight and fast, like tails where you're scraping trees and hauling ass and hitting tables and stuff. That's, that's my stuff. But and we got the- I, I like it better than lightning just like trey was talking about how much more fun lightning was than that the other day and like i completely disagree because it's too wide like right, i could drive a four-wheeler down it it doesn't scare me right like i like to duck and twist and move my body to avoid trees and if i'm not doing that then it's too wide it's interesting yeah, and i think tails but are- for some reason i do love the desert as well and there's no trees there <laughs> it's a contradictory statement i guess well tails was awesome when we wrote it because it is so tight and it is like 
you have to be able to ride your bike. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that people, maybe somebody got pissed because I said that ride Beham is like a go- golf cart. You just get on it. And, <laughs> you but, can get a golf cart down most of those trails. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, it doesn't, not that it doesn't take skill to ride, ride Beham. I get it. It takes skill to ride it. But there's a different set of skills you have to ride when you're in technical, chunky trees. And like, you can't just press the gas and go straight down. You know? Yeah, like, I well, mean, well, like, right. The guy, Derek, I was talking about earlier, and he's super involved in the Forbidden Zone over there in Auburn and loves the huge jumps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how me and Trey scared him when we drug him down our downhills, like Corey and Thunder and stuff like that, yeah. just because it's outside his wheelhouse. Right. But it's not butter smooth and giant jumps, which I, like, I'd never try those gaps he's hitting <laughs> down there. I have no interest in it, but it, like, it freaks him out a little bit when I get on Chattery Rocks going 20 miles an hour. Right. Um, so I, I think, mean, I think it's interesting because it, I think it's interesting because it's a skill set issue. That's right, right. It is like you can go. I'm not saying you have to have skills to ride it, ride behind. Yes. You have to be able to hit those jumps. Mm-hmm. But it's a set of skills that's universal. You can learn to jump anywhere and then go jump. Right mm-hmm. now, they I know they have some trails with some rocks and other harder stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you go like. We don't have boulders. No. We don't have anything close. You saw ours. It's there's super nothing rough. like there's nothing like Boulder Ridge in the state of Alabama. And I brought my buddy from Utah here. He lives in St. George, and he said that was one of his favorite trails he's ever ridden. Right. But it's just different. Like this, it's like you can't build it. No, right. Uh, it's just it was just there, and we somebody figured out how to take advantage of it and turned it into something awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's when I when I got slow is when I figured out how much fun it was to ride boulders. Right. Like I used to pedal miles endlessly and work on being fast and care about my climbing times and stuff. And then I figured out riding boulders was more fun and I've been in terrible shape since. I feel like biking is a progression like that. It's weird how when we all start, we want to go super fast and super far. And then you get to a point where you're like, I'd rather just have fun. Yeah, training sucks. I just want to play. I just want to have, yeah, I just want to have fun on my bike. And I feel like that's running is now what my sucking, like I'll take running and that's where it'll suck. And on the bike, I'll just have fun. Yeah, that's where I've I've been there for a few years, and my fitness is just miserable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I enjoy. We had to build XC stuff because I missed at least getting some pedals in. That's the downside of what we have out there. And and I can't stand riding it. It's not that I have an issue with it. I just don't like riding it south because yeah. it's just to me it's just um it's too traily. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything uh, interesting, and so my brain goes numb, and that's not a good spot for me. I need to be focused on the ride, not like. I literally start thinking about work and it just, that's the opposite of what Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The stuff where you're, you're going too fast that you don't have time to think about anything Yeah, I, else. I hear you. But right. yeah, my, in the summer, I can actually get out to work or after work, I can get time to go ride. And those rides are typically just seven, eight miles somewhere around the South Trailhead of the park, just pedaling for the sake of trying to not buy bigger pants again. Right. Um, yeah right and and when i go somewhere with my friends i don't want to be the weak link yeah, uh, that I is it i don't too. want to be the guy who's stopping us from climbing that hill or going to the next spot i don't want to be the guy that people are waiting on so i you, you have to maintain some fitness so you need those trails that was what was cool about cold water is i think we all we didn't have to wait on anybody and that was pretty fun what about when nick spain broke his bike well yeah he destroyed his bike though yeah we did have to wait on him i forgot but he yeah, it wasn't forever. because of a fitness problem it was because of his fitness himself through that gap <laughs> yeah you know when abby said how he said he, he says he broke his foot every time he wrecked yeah yeah he's actually got a broke foot right now. <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> he kept saying that his foot went through his derailleur or something you're like come on let's go we, we ain't got time yeah, for this yeah it'll, it'll still work yeah it'll be fine he he crashed violently though. He was right behind me, and yeah. all I heard was like, 
that chaos. tumble sound. Oh, it was yeah. just chaos behind yeah. me. Yeah, we stopped, and Dale's like, I think the guy behind me wrecks. I'm like, oh, he'll be all right. <laughs> it was bad. And it was on like a – we were on um, – what is that? Bomb dog. Bomb dog. And it was on like the rocky ridge where it's there, just yeah. a drop off and rocks. And we were flying. I mean, we went fast all day. Nick Spain's a madman. And he he's rides so hard. destructive. Yeah. He just trashes stuff like yeah, through bikes. Like, it's really? like you put a caveman on a bicycle like and gave him meth or something. Like he's <laughs> But nuts. dude, I rode behind him a little. And no one no one corners harder than he does. No. Like he... Um, he can't run tubeless because he blows the tires yeah. off the rim. Like I, was I thought he was full him. of crap, and I talked to Chuck about it, and he's like, no, nah, that's, that's legit. Yeah, I was behind him and going in oh, the corners, and I was like, I don't – how's he going to make this corner? Like, I'm on my brakes, and he's just like, Woof, like ripping through him. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to slow down Him and Carl. Carl's really good, too. Um, have you guys ridden Thunder at Oak Mountain? I haven't. Okay. Yep. Well, there's like – I'm I'm pretty quick getting down that, or I was at the time, and I went down it with Carl one day, and there's like these – two switchbacks that are like just like six feet apart from each other and carl passed me on the inside of one of them one time <laughs> but he's got the same weird technique like the moto technique that nick has he'll just plant a foot and swing his bike and be gone it's it's so dangerous my leg hurts my yeah like I, my, <laughs> my knees won't take no, that no it's it's bad but just getting to ride somewhere with people that are used to riding that like coming from us riding sandy fast stuff is it was totally different riding style and i mean maybe maybe you saw because you got to ride with us today at the reb and like getting to see what we ride all the time and like the speeds that we ride it at like it's a totally different riding style don't you think or do yeah you i mean you don't have enough elevation to get up in the, no. the 20s really like no, we're we if we get 20 we're like hey i hit 20 22 yeah. So 22 is like you can't get, usually i mean the max that i i typically can get if i'm hauling ass down tuna sub and pet and you're pedaling too yeah, you yeah. Pedal. so you're pushing for it it's like i think i've gotten to 22.3 yeah. or something but that's pushing yeah well you know like the way you guys have kept it real tight keeps it cool you know like where they do those mini indie carts like the, yeah. the indie tracks for golf or go-karts and it feels like you're going 100 but you're going like 30 because it's right. so tight yeah like you guys have kind of capitalized on that and kept everything real tight so if like you still get the effects of speed and you're still having to move and dodge and duck um but you're doing it kind of at a little bit lower pace but it's like it feels the same once you once you build on that like you'll feel comfortable on the tighter faster longer stuff just because you're used to like the body positions and moving around right 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 and reacting quick on the fly because yeah, I mean, the sand is as slippery as some rocks, <laughs> so yeah, sometimes like, it's just like whoop. Some of the one of the that one little loamy turn you guys just put in was freaking me out every time we came to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's always the fun. Yeah, some, somebody scalped it. We called it scalping, mm-hmm. and somebody scalped it too early. It's like don't scalp it. Oh, damn it! It's scalped. Because as soon as you scalp so, it, it just falls apart. Since we, you're probably the most honest person we've had on here, what's your opinion of it? I like it. Like, because you've ridden if, a lot of places, you're going to be the most blunt with us. How if about I that? live down here, like I don't think I could do better. Uh, I mean, you don't have mountains, you don't have big rocks, mm-hmm. and you wanted somewhere to do like your thing. And the little jumps you got, the drops are great. Uh, the flow's good. It's real tight, and like your progression, you're getting better. You're 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 kind of growing what you got there, and and you have what you have. You you made the best of it. Um, I think it's like it's great. Like if if that land was in my backyard, I'd probably have something similar. Yeah. Did um. Did you want to shamelessly plug anything? 
Because you got some bump merch on your on your body right now. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I was trying, when you guys came up, I spent most of the evening trying to sell you bump gear, which I thought was hilarious. You tried to sell us. It was that bump, the bump cloak or whatever the fuck I, it is. Yeah, it's I'm the good. Dread Pirate Roberts cloak, uh, and <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like being weird for the sake of being weird. Just I, to look, see if anybody will call I me out them, on though. it. I like the idea behind it. Um. You know, we have Bump and Grind coming up in June. Um, that's going to be a huge event for us. It's going to be our first full enduro. Um, we've got Fox really invested in helping us this year with it. So they're going to be on site. Um, like this year, we're doing it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Friday will be shuttle and pre-ride. We'll have some of those big bro-dozer, like Fox-wrapped trucks with the Sweet. suspension and all on them, like running the shuttles. Um, their engineers and technicians from the bike department are coming down to do, uh, clinics and stuff to help you figure out what your dials do and, and get them dialed in. I think that'll be pretty neat to have running alongside the pre-ride day. And then the trail trust people who worked with us on the grant for tails and lightning, they'll be on site doing some, uh, trail advocacy stuff. Um, we'll have several of the vehicles from the vehicle division they've got like this big rallied out jeep with a tent Sweet. on top of it the tails van's coming back and that you know it's got all your your bike fixing set up in there they got bike racks and they've got compressors and stuff and they're going to use that as their test or their work stand for the the clinics and the suspension stuff so i think that's all going to be neat we're Bringing in some more sponsors this year, I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty huge for us. And adding that full enduro, I mean, we had people coming up from South Florida just to run the two gravity events on Lightning and uh, Super D last year. So I think adding the full enduro is going to really bring a, a party atmosphere to it. Um, we hired, uh, you know, Jacob. I was talking about earlier. He's our race director, and he's been racing for years and kind of knows his way around putting on a race. And we hired a another guy to help in the like the year-to-year stuff and get right. sponsors and and work with the registration and the insurance and all that stuff um so we got those guys and they they know how to put on a race and then you got me and will and we have no idea how to put on a race but we know how to throw a big ass party right so they're working on one side and we're working over here hey, it's important both halves uh, yeah jacob last year we were running out of beer after saturday it's like why are you so worried about the fucking beer and i'm like you know why people don't leave my parties <laughs> so we had it's like like last year was such a good environment because like the reason we ran out of beers because people didn't leave like they just kept hanging out like it was just an all-day hang nobody was waiting um like we had music playing and people were sitting in the shade and setting up hammocks and just kind of shooting the breeze looking at the vendor stuff uh like the sponsors factor was out there muck off was out there we had several tents set up um we had a, a physical therapy outfit out there they gave Brilliant. me a back massage on sunday when i could barely stand up anymore uh, we had a lot of stuff going on and it was a super good environment and we're going to grow on that this year it's going to be bigger longer and better it seems like a. It seems. I mean, from what you're just knowing, what's happening on the trails, and having seen those couple little previews. Obviously, we didn't see the lightning build, but uh, or is it thunder? It's both, right? Lightning is going on now. Blood Rock is That's right. Blood going Rock on now as well. Yeah, we didn't see that stuff, but uh, just to see what's there, I think it's pretty fascinating. I think it's going to draw in, and that's one of those times where I think we might see. It, it, that's like a that's like a seed to start seeing this culture shift occur where like hey there's a legitimate place to ride that's not 
uh, Pisca or PNW, right? It doesn't begin right. with a P. Um, and so I think that's kind of pretty badass that we can see that kind of that shift happen. So that's well, good. there's a rumor that the biggest podcast in Central Mobile County might be going live up there. Maybe we don't even know our schedule next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we should go live up there, but you never know what the, what, what's going to happen. If yeah. we had a helicopter, we could probably definitely do it. I want to do coverage though. That's my thing is I want to get some, cause I have enough camera shit that I'd love to set up and shoot like good ish UCI style shit out of it. Like we need that. And that's one thing we kind of did better last year than we have in the past. We had several like good photographers out there. David Passmore was out there and he's oh, yeah. like, his stuff is so good. Yep. Uh, and then, um, Alejandro, was willing to help us out, but he was racing the Super D and Air D stuff, so he would only help us on Sunday. And then Philip from Sorba was up there, and he got some good shots, but he only got um, – well, he didn't, he didn't get all of it for some reason, or he didn't get a ton of stuff. Uh, he got a lot of stuff around the South Trailhead and the cross-country stuff. Um, we had – there was a guy flying a drone around, and I never figured out what happened to all his footage. But, like, we were really trying – to promote this because you know how do you grow an event like this like right it, you need views and you need clicks you need good media yep. and you need word of mouth and you know everybody that was there last year had so much fun that i'm certain they're coming back next year and bringing somebody but you know having that stuff to put on the internet would be you know invaluable and in, and in trying to have spread you been the looking word for a good marketing company? Let's not, let's not shamelessly plug. <laughs> <laughs> like we're always looking on ways to expand the big ass party. Because at, at the end of the day, it's not just chasing Will's big ass party. It's also the primary fundraiser that pays for for what we're trying to accomplish there. Yeah, which I think again, being able to show some of that. So yeah, it's something on on the list, and that's what what are the dates in June? Or are they not set yet? It's the ninth through the eleventh. All right, so June 9th through 11th. I'll put a note and put it in show notes as well. Is there a registration already open? Is it there's like a prereg? I think they're trying to get registration open now. They were dialing in some of the the classes or something. Okay. Like I've been pushing them. That's the only way I get involved in the race side of it is to like brush people when I like start freaking out about right. time. Right. But yeah, the registration if it's not open now, it's going to be open soon cuz they're dialing in the age classes and and stuff for registration and podiums and we'll have like the all that yeah we'll share it on our social media is there going to oh. be a walking class this year or for us the special uh, crap, special group yeah we should a do a walker class, a, a walker hike, race a hike a bike class a walkers yeah. only walkers only yeah last year we had a unicycle race we Did actually really? we do every year i don't i'm a I don't think we're going to have time for it this year. I'm I'm concerned over time because we're adding that full enduro and it takes up so much time. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about the time windows on it. So I talked to the unicycle guys and I'm like, I don't, I can't do it this year. I'm just, I'm scared on time and I don't want to mess up the event to try to squeeze this in. But typically we do have a unicycle race and it's pretty neat. And I've joked a couple of times that I thought I could throw a unicycle over my shoulder and run the course. Uh, brilliant <laughs> and take first wouldn't brilliant. that be fun though like a walker race where you have to like push your bike you cannot ride it yeah. you have to walk it down yeah that'd be kind that, of silly um, wouldn't it that kind of happened we had a guy he uh he dfl'd um a couple years back he had some sort of mechanical and he walked the last eight miles of the course because some something about point i don't understand racing but apparently you get 
more points for DFL than DNF. Oh God. Uh, so he, he just had to finish to get the points. He walked like eight miles pushing his broken bike and the sweeper was behind him riding wheelies and being a patient angel. Um, cause I would have lost my shit. <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, that's what I said last year. I signed up for bump and grind. Couldn't come cause it's baseball with my son and stuff. But I think I messaged you and was like, would you please put DNS, not DNF? Cause I don't <laughs> want to look like a bitch. Like I did not, I did not even start. So I did not finish. Yeah. I like DFL better. Dead fucking last. Yeah. Dead fucking last is best. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what about, uh, is there, if, the, if people want to find out, they can go over to the bump. I'll put the link obviously in the show notes, but is there, you guys have a merch store. That's where we started with this rant. Uh, so cause our, your merch helps you guys, right? I don't, I don't actually run a web store because I don't like trying to force fulfillment onto like a member or a board member because like mailing the stuff out and taking the orders and dealing with inventory right. is an issue. So merchandise is typically, um, like I'll order a handful of it and we'll get rid of it pretty quickly. At work days. Yeah. And I've got a few things left. I got a handful of extra jerseys and some flannels and t-shirts and hats that are just kind of in the shed and I'll put them out at work days. But, uh, bump and grind info, I think bump and grind races is our website. Uh, and then you can also link to it off bump.org, which is our main website. And we're currently in the process of making that cooler. Like we've got a, a real web builder that's working on sweet bringing the level of our website up to the current level of our club because it's lagging. Oh, that's good. That's good. Perfect. All right. Is there anything else we need to know before we set you free? Fuck. There it is. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, (laughs) maybe, maybe I should do what chase Draper says. There you go. And just remember what chase Draper says, always says, fuck.